The Jimmy IV Sexy Cool Lounge is an inspirational podcast spreading positive energy and only good vibes into the universe through personal discovery, empowerment, and self-love awareness. Now, please join me in the Sexy Cool Lounge with our creator and host, Jimmy IV. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you might be listening to this episode. And may your vibe be cruising at an altitude that is so sexy cool. So as always, y'all, at the beginning of every episode, I just want to give thanks. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to share just a little bit of positive energy and good vibes only along your journey. And just sprinkling some of that sexy coolness throughout your universe, right? And if you are so inclined, please go back and check out any one of our episodes between 1 and 92, with this being episode number 93. Man, who would have thought we are so close to 100, y'all? But you can check out any episode over at the website at www.sexycoollounge.com. And you can follow the podcast on any one of your podcast platforms, all right? And if you're on social media, give us a follow over at Instagram at Sexy Cool Lounge, right? And on Facebook, you guys know you can always find me there. Send me a friend request, and I will accept. We've started a chat group over there. Please come on over and join it and be a part of the positive energy community, all right? And the big news for 2023, you guys know that. We are on YouTube with our own Sexy Cool Lounge channel. Go on over there, catch the vibe, and subscribe. See my face for a little bit while y'all hear me do my thing on audio, so. Yeah, that's been an experience. So everything else is uh, done and good. Uh, Oh, and we are on Alexa, y'all. Go on over there and ask Alexa to uh, play Jimmy IV, Sexy Cool Lounge, and she'll make that happen for you as well, all right? All right. Housekeeping is out of the way, and let's get to it. Now, my guest today is a really, really, really cool person. and. there's a funny story that she and I will share uh, when I bring her in, but um, she has a, a really unique perspective on positive energy and the things that she's doing in her community. So let me tell you a little bit about what she is and who she is. She is a motivational content creator who believes in the phrase, happy matters. And she believes in happy matters so much that she actually trademarked it, trademarked that, y'all. And let me let me say that again. She believes so much in happy matters that she trademarked it. All right. Now y'all marinate on that one for a little bit. But she also lives with lifelong health issues, including narcolepsy, which forced her to forge her own path through life. All right. Sleep deprivation and trauma created unique challenges for her, leading her to create unique solutions. Hmm. Now she dedicates her time helping people learn how to get to a place where they feel free and to be their authentic self and to take that self and to understand the most important thing about being a human is remembering that happy matters. All right. I want y'all to give a warm welcome and a listening ear to my friend and Good friend, <laughs> Miss Dawn Super. Dawn, how are you today? I'm amazing. How are you? 
I am doing well. What a great way to start off the conversation with being amazing. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Like seriously, why be anything else? I mean, um, sometimes I am, but right now I'm great. <laughs> good deal. True, true. Well, before we get started as to why you are here, you know the drill. First question out of the gate is, Dawn, what does sexy cool mean to you? It's fun because I actually have a quote that sprang to mind when I heard you ask that question the first time. And the quote is, do you have the courage to stand naked when others are wearing their suits? And to me, being sexy cool is, doesn't matter what everybody else is doing, you're doing you. Whatever that looks like, that's sexy cool to me. <laughs> Thank you for that answer. And that is mm -hmm. uh, why I ask it is because it's all about the person. There is no right or wrong answer. It's all about the perspective of the person who's giving it and how they're radiating that energy out. So thank you for leaving your footprint on that question. So tell me a little bit about your journey. You know, we're going to get into a few things that I want to deep dive with you with, but just for the listeners. Tell us a little bit about you and what's going on in your world. Um, do you want me to go back to like the beginning of how all my narcolepsy stuff started? And let's talk about the narcolepsy. Here? Yeah, let's talk about the narcolepsy and how that inspired you to um, start to help others. So I started with symptoms of narcolepsy when I was 11. And for 22 years, I was going to the doctor complaining about being tired all the time. And they tested me for all kinds of things, but never suggested a sleep disorders. Everybody kept telling me it was all in my head. So I went to a shrink. <laughs> I'm like, this is what's happening. And that was the first time I heard the word narcolepsy. And it's been a really, really hard journey. Um, couldn't finish college, uh, couldn't afford the medication, finally got on the medication. My life was ruled by the medication. I got married. I got off the medication. I had babies. And then I was 35 years old before I liked myself. And all of that was because I spent all my life kind of alone, isolated, latchkey kids, sleeping all the time. And I, I didn't have role models in my life. My parents were separated and the relationships I saw weren't healthy. And so I, I obviously ended up doing the same thing. And when I was 41 years old, I had made a lot of changes to my personality between 35 and 41. And at 41, I started to see the first buds of that effort. And on my 41st birthday, I had over a hundred people wish me happy birthday on Facebook. And it wasn't just the, oh, happy birthday, lady. It was it was so great to see you at this place. And I'm, I'm, I love coming to your wall and reading your stuff. And thank you for, you know, being who you are. And wow, boom, happy, right, right there. It was like all the work I had done helped me find happiness. And it felt really great. And I looked around and I thought, well, I want all of my life to be like this, not just me. I want to be surrounded by happy. So I blew up my life <laughs> and I had my first divorce and um, I won't lie. It was brutal. Um, I tried to go back on meds and they made me so sick. I almost died. I was, uh, but I didn't. So I was happy. I was still alive. <laughs> and I was renting a room in a really not a great place, a hoarder and um, grateful, happy. I had a roof over my head. I was only able to work for two hours at my job before I needed a nap. 
and happy that I had my own car that I could take a nap in while I was working. And that was the birth of happy matters for me. My life was toilet paper. It was, it was so bad. Like I was six feet under. Okay. At that point. And every day I just forced myself to look for the one thing I could be happy about. Even if the flowers, I would take close up photos of the vibrant flowers as I walked around the block, trying to wake myself up. And um, did you ever watch the Mary Tyler Moore show? Uh, I used to watch it um, <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember one time when things started to get better for me, I, I walked out of the office building and I had that song in my head, you're going to make it after all. And I carried that with me, that energy that, you know, I'm the only me I got. I can't, you can't ever count on anybody else from the cradle to the grave. You're the only show runner, <laughs> right? You're the and, main character. Yeah. And just for people who don't know, uh, tell mm -hmm. us what narcolepsy is. Okay. So type one narcolepsy is, um, I guess the easiest way to compare it is to diabetes. Cause a lot of people can understand when a diabetic's blood sugar crashes, they, they run out of juice, right. And they got to have food or insulin to get that back up. It's the same sort of autoimmune mechanism with narcolepsy type one, except instead of blood sugar, this regulates wakefulness. So when we have that crash, like the blood sugar crash, we don't have a, a food or a shot to bring it back up again. We got a nap and it's take the nap or the nap takes you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, on, on that, on that point of, you know, take a nap or the nap takes you. I, I explained in the intro that uh, we would have a little story <laughs> to share with the audience. So uh, in 92 episodes, right. I've never, slept through an episode, you know, and, you know, when I get to have an opportunity to vibe with you, I said to myself, oh, okay, you know, I've got two hours before showtime. I'm just going to take a little nap. Right. And, you know, 30 minutes into what should have been our episode two days ago, uh, I'm still sleeping through it. And then, you know, you kind of reached out to me and be like, Hey, I'm in the room. And I'm like, OMG, <laughs> you know, and of all, of all episodes, I would, I would sleep through yours. And we just kind of had a, a good laugh about that. Um, and we are here today and we are making this happen in a very epic way. So I just wanted to kind of share that with everybody that of all, of all episodes that I would sleep through, it would be yours. <laughs> so, and, and you got a taste of how hard it is to wake yourself up when your brain doesn't want to wake up. That is true. Because I think <laughs> we 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 kind of went back and forth uh, in communications for a minute, and I just put my phone down and I slept through the rest of the night. So, yeah, yeah, man, it you know, God love you for what you go through and and for what you're doing for other people, right? So thank you. It's definitely um, not easy. It's not. I, I make it look easy, but it's not. <laughs> so um, I did want to ask you before we go any further, uh, super. And I, yes. I know you probably get, you know, a lot of uh, jabs about that, but super is your real name, 
Correct. It is. <laughs> I, it's so fun when I find out people think I'm just full of myself. <laughs> yeah, I married a super and um, I kept the name. <laughs> well, what an awesome name to have, right? There you go. Yeah, it there really is. Go. I love it. All right. So I have to talk, live up to it now. Yeah. So talk to me about Happy Matters, right? And I know you trademarked the phrase, right? I did, yeah. And give me the inspiration the behind that. Oh, look at that. There we go. <laughs> and if uh if you're on the if you're gonna watch this on the YouTube guys, you have, you'll be able to see uh her happy matters plaque that she just showed. Um so yeah, <laughs> we'll make that happen on the YouTube version as well. So talk to me about why happy matters. Okay, so I'll answer your question with a question. Like, how many people have you ever met that felt happiness was unattainable for them? That happiness just wasn't in the cards for them? That they had too much going on to ever be happy, right? Like, happiness is for people who are healthy, for people who have money in the bank, for people who have love in their life, for people who, um, you know, have their own car, their own house. It's, it's not for people who suffer happiness. It's not, right? That's, that's what people believe. Oh goodness, you have lifelong illness. How can you be happy, right? So happy is a, 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 a niblet, <laughs> right? It's a piece of happiness. So even if you're sitting in your, you're stuck in the suck, you feel like, it's never going to get better. Happiness, it just isn't for you. You can still let yourself be happy about things, right? Like someone brings you dinner and you weren't expecting it, or someone holds a door for you, or you, you meet a dog or beautiful depth of color and flowers. Like everyone has those things inside of themselves that generate happiness for them, but we don't spend time looking for them or dwelling on them. Happiness is an inside job, but how much time do you spend thinking about things that make you happy and holding on to the happy that's inside of you? Man, that is really cool. That's a, <laughs> that's a cool perception to have about happy matters. Thank and you. I think there are a lot of us that take that phrase for granted. And when you really sit back and try to digest it and deep dive on it, you'll see that as long as you're living, as long as you are continuing to breathe air in this universe, that there is always something to be happy about and happy for, right? Yeah. Which then goes to your trademark, happy matters. It does. It matters so much. I think we've been conditioned sometimes in life to realize that there are a qualification list of things that if you have these or certain portions of these that allows you to be happy. Yes. And if I'm from hearing you correctly, that those things are okay, but there's a slew of other things that we haven't been conditioned to identify that make us happy, keep us happy, and that we look forward to being happy about that have nothing to do with those other things on the checklist. Is that right? 
Yes. And and that all really started for me with an exercise that um, came from a motivational calendar of some sort, where you were supposed to list 10 things a day that you were grateful for. And I decided to get hardcore with it. And I did 100 things a day that I was grateful for. And I only allowed myself to repeat 30% of the list in some way or another. Like, um, if I was grateful for my family, I had to specify something about my family that I was grateful for. And I would use the day to do that, right? So during the day, I'm looking for something to be grateful about my family for so I can add it to my list. And you think it sounds easy to list 100 things that you're grateful for. Yeah, sure. You know, but by the time you're in the 70s, you're like uh, yellow mustard and baby wipes and like you're really reaching. And after the 30 days, you're like, I'm surrounded by things I'm grateful for, literally every day. It sounds like that after you did that exercise, you became more aware of your surroundings or your vibrational frequency just became more in tune with all of those things that you would just like on a, in a common day take for granted. Yeah. But now because of this exercise that you took on, you're more in tune with just the little detailed things that you have the opportunity to be happy for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. So I want to get into how you are encouraging people around the world to love themselves. We've talked yeah. about why happy matters, right? Yeah. And we've talked about now like the exercise that you did that helped you become a little bit more detailed in tune with yeah. the little things that can make us happy. So mm -hmm. help me understand and appreciate how you are encouraging people around the world to love themselves. Sure, sure. It started about eight years ago. Um, I was in the narcolepsy support groups and they're very heavy. You know, people are talking about what they're going through. They're asking questions about their partner and the way they treat them. It was it was heavy. It was too heavy. It would make me tired going in there. So I started a page and I called it Positively Narcolepsy. And I started sharing, yeah, this is hard and it sucks, but this is good and, and this is happy. And little by little, I started to attract the people who, even though they're stuck in the suck, really wanted some happy and some laughing and some joy in their life. And I did that for, you know, about six years. And then about six years in, people were like, I watch your video. I don't, I don't have narcolepsy, but I watch your stuff. And wow, you really helped me change the way I look at this. And the, I, I understand boundaries now, thanks to you. And um, I was able to have a better relationship with my boss because I kept in mind that one trip trick that you talked about. And so I opened up my um, sharing and and put I put narcolepsy in the back seat. It 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 can't get out of the car because it's part of who I am, but it was no longer my focus. My focus was on how anybody can feel good about themselves. And this isn't the kind of stuff, the stuff I talk about isn't the kind of stuff you usually see. It's kind of like um an examination, an introspection into someone who survived a significant amount and a variety of traumas. And how I did it. And because of that, you were able to just like create this community, if you will, yeah. that says, hey, even though we have narcolepsy, 
and it's a very challenging situation for us, we don't have to make that challenge the focal point of all of our energy, which the challenge itself becomes so draining that we've yes. got to find some type of positive point, if you will, within this. Like you said, it, it, it's not going to leave the car, but just because it's not going to leave the car doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the ride in the car. Yes. So now we're forced to find other ways to be happy with the challenge of narcolepsy that we have, right? Yes. And, and, and what? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say a funny story is I started the page and then a year, I got a lot of pushback. People were saying I was toxic positivity and I didn't have a right to be happy because this sucks so hard. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. So um, a year after I found a study that shows positivity improves wakefulness in people with narcolepsy. So for those that are listening that may have narcolepsy or someone that we know who may have symptoms of narcolepsy, I want you to repeat what you just said, because I think that's really profound. So repeat what you just said so we can hear it again. I'm embarrassed to say I forgot what I just said. <laughs> the, part, the part about the narcolepsy. Oh, the positivity. Exactly. Okay. So a year after I started the page, I found a study that shows positivity and anger fuel wakefulness in people with narcolepsy. And, and that goes to people who are extremely sleep deprived too, right? Because millions of Americans are excessively sleep deprived, whether it's from shift work or um, you know, being in the medical field or um, emergency services, or uh, they have insomnia or sleep apnea or um, you know, other nighttime sleep disorders. It's not just narcolepsy. And all the tips that I give for coping with sleep deprivation are good for anybody who's tired all the time. <laughs> so so as as we kind of move on in our journey and we start to learn a little bit more about ourselves. You know, you you had a uh, Instagram post up that I thought was really cool that I wanted to deep dive with you on. And yeah. it talked about knowing yourself and how how knowing yourself helps you to have better days. And, yeah. you know, some of the things that we've been talking about are things that are really challenging in your day. Right. Especially yes. with some of the medical um, health issues that are on the table. But you found a way to, if knowing yourself better helps you to have a better day. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that so that if someone listening to this who is having some challenges, how do they take the baby steps in knowing themselves better so that they can have a better day? Yeah, it's um, it's, it's my biggest mission is to help people wipe off all the trauma sauce and life sauce that they've had poured all over them. And when you know yourself, no one can tell you who you are. I love to use the example. If I come to you and I say, you're green, you're, you're not even going to look, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe if you're not feeling well, you'll look and see if you're actually green, but you're not going to agree with the person, right? If someone comes to you and tells you, I want you to lift up both your legs and hover where you stand, you're going to laugh at them because you can't do that, right? So let's say you're 
have narcolepsy you or you're ill or you're whatever and someone comes to you and says you're lazy that's certainly not something you it's not green right it's you question am i am i lazy right and you let it in and you let it take over your thoughts and then you start wondering if you should be agreeing with this person or not and the same with the other stuff they come to you and they want you to do something physical and you can't do it or maybe you got to go to work and you can't do it but they they expect you to do it so do you feel bad because you can't do something they feel you should be able to do when you know you can't fly right and so knowing yourself gives you that shield you can't tell me I'm lazy. I know I'm not lazy. You can't tell me that, um, you know, I'm not trying hard enough because I can't do the thing you want me to do. I won't take it. I won't accept it from you. <clears throat> Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And I never understood it until I was an adult. I'm, I'm in like in my fifties as an adult, right? Like how I never consented to the kids to pick on me in school. I never consented on to the people who treated me poorly, but that's not what it means. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent is you choose your feelings. So if you say something to me to try and make me feel inferior, I got to agree with you before it hurts me. So if I know myself, and I don't agree with you, I'm not going to have those icky feels. I'm going to have a better day. I'd be like, yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> Take it light, <laughs> you know? And that's why I wanted to have you deep dive on that. Because I think that if so many other people uh, took that mindset yeah. of knowing themselves and understanding that if you don't consent, someone can ring your vibrational phone Okay, let's let, let, let's go down that analogy. Someone yes, can like ring your vibrational phone, right? You have the choice to either answer it <laughs> and have a connection with it, or you don't. Just because they call you doesn't mean that you have to answer. You know what I'm saying? It, yes. it, it, you, you have the ability to receive that connection if you choose to, right? So if I'm hearing you correctly in knowing yourself, it is about knowing that you have a choice. Mm. And you knowing can, who you are. Knowing who you are and that you have a choice to believe or not believe when someone is trying to tell you something about yourself, right? Exactly. You yes. have a choice. And, and I think if we kind of had that mindset a little bit more, um, you know, we, we, we'd be a little bit better off. And I think it would bring some confidence to ourselves if we started to know ourselves better in that, in that perspective. Your thoughts? Your personal power magnifies the day you let someone think whatever they want to about you. Wow. Your personal? Your personal power magnifies. It, it exponentially magnifies the very first time you let someone think whatever they want to about wow. you. Beautiful. Beautiful. You don't She's try and bring correct it them. <laughs> you don't try and correct them. You don't try and get them to see your perspective or your point of view. You just say, hey, hey, you do you. And you 
Move along. And you just Move keep along. your vibrational frequency radiating at a higher level. I'm not giving them my energy. No way. I only got so much. You know, I, I always use the analogy of uh, your energy is currency, right? Yes. And you have the the vibrational energy ATM. And if we protect it and we saved our energy the way we do currency, right? We want to say we put money in the bank. You know, yep. some of us have a checking account. Some of us have a checking and a savings account, right? The point I'm making is that when it comes to our money, we're selective at times and we're protective yep. of our money. But when it comes to our vibrational frequency and our energy, we seem to just give it away so freely and we allow people to take our energy and sometimes we just don't do anything about it. So that was the reason why I wanted you to kind of deep dive with me on that, mm -hmm. because you bring a perspective to the table that says, no, you have a choice and you have a responsibility to yourself to protect yes. yourself and you have an accountability to know yourself enough to understand you have a choice, right? Yes, yes. Good deal. So if we are protecting <laughs> ourselves and we're starting to know ourselves, all right, and we understand why happy matters, and we're really bringing all of that together in our journey in life, then can you share with my listening audience some tips on how to turn a bad day around? And there was another Instagram post that I had saw uh, on your Instagram where that really kind of hit home with me. Like, we all have bad days, you know? We're, yeah, we're all a human and, and not every day is a good day, uh, but we, we, we challenge through it and we get to the other side. But for someone that might be struggling, for someone that may not know how to turn a bad day around, they're having a bad day, okay, it's on the table, today is really just not a good day. Yeah. What can we do to help them with some baby step tips that says, okay, I've identified today is really just not a good day, but here's what I'm going to do to turn it around. Here's what I'm going to do to make it a better day for me. So at the end of this day, I'm a little better off than what I was when I started this day. Yeah. Um, I'll run down through the list because I have it in front of me and I'll, I'll give like a little sentence about each one. So the most important thing is to want to turn around your bad day. So many of us are just content to sit in our misery and not ever do anything about it. So wanting to turn around your mood is crucial at that point. And, and that's another reason why I say happy matters all the freaking time, because it's not just a tagline. It's a lifeline. It helps me remember that there's always something. Keep looking, Dawn. <laughs> if you haven't found it today, keep looking, right? So um, taking thought breaks. I think a lot of people have a uh, monkey mind and a hundred tabs open all the time and hyper processors. And it's, it, they're like constantly thinking about what they said, what she said, what he said, what I should do is turning that off even for an hour, 90 minutes, right? Taking thought breaks. I think if people could check out for a 90 minute comedy, right? A movie, whatever, a documentary, a good book, audiobook, whatever, stop thinking about your baloney and take a break. Um, escapism, scrolling, 
Some people call it doom scrolling. I call it a lifeline. If I need to turn off what's going on in here, I want to fill it up with good stuff. And my feed is filled with good stuff. And I have, um, I love Reddit. I've got great subreddits. I jump into them and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. My goodness. <laughs> and you just stop your own baloney and focus on something else. Um, listening to videos and podcasts like this one, pumping good things into your head, right? Like how can you continue having a bad day when you're listening to tips about how to raise your vibe and how to be in a community and how to love your fellow man and stuff. Uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about accepting your sadness. What does that look like? Oh, man, I'm sad. Very simple, but acknowledging the fact that you're sad helps you come to terms with it. And once you come to terms with it, you can start to move past it. Uh, feel your feels, but keep your feet out of the fire. You don't need to be beating yourself up for whatever you're feeling bad about. Made a mistake at work, let it go. Don't don't keep burning your toes just because the mistake is done, it's over, you're going to be careful next time. Forgive yourself. Um, from the cradle to the grave, you're the only constant. There's not one other human being that's going to be with you on the entire journey. So accept that people come and go. And when people go, it helps you get over your bad day. Yes, you're missing them, but okay, right? This is it. This is my meat suit. I only get one. It's a limited time experience. People are going to come and go. And it helps you accept losing people in your life, which is really hard. Believe me, I've been disowned by a child. I know the extreme pain of people leaving your life, but you have to keep going. This is your story, not their story. Jam out. Put on the headphones, get that music going. I've got a six-hour positive music playlist I put on shuffle. It's amazing. Um, be in a state of awe. Go to National Geographic. Go to Humans for Scale on Reddit. Go to Nature is Effin' Lit. Look at the pictures. See what is in the world that you might not even know exists. Being in a state of awe where you're like, wow, that's so cool. It is good for your immune system. It's medically shown to be good for you to be in a state of awe. So if you're in a bad day, go look at some cool birds, right? What's the worst that can happen? Um, sink into compassion. So this was really um, an easy thing for me to do. When I felt like roadkill, I would go into my group and into the bigger groups where things are really heavy and I'd encourage people. I leave one sentence of, you know, I hope it turns around for you, or I hope you have a better day. And, and by giving that to someone else, I hope this for you. I want this for you. It came back to me because your vibe is you live in your auric field and whatever you're thinking about and saying and doing, that's what you're living in. So that helps you turn around a bad day. Um, gratitude again, making that list, uh, diving into your imagination. Um, you can, uh, you know, write stories or um, whatever. Just you have to stop whatever it is that you're thinking because it's yeah. the thoughts that are giving you the bad day. Yeah. And I think we have um, some really good tips that mm -hmm. someone can write down and really start to implement like now. Like yeah. those are things that can happen now. You know, if you have a TV. And they're in the caption, uh, the description yeah. on the YouTube video too. So if people don't want to. Can't yeah, remember. no, no, we'll we'll make sure that we definitely uh have an opportunity for them to really like absorb all of those tips because I think that they're fundamentally sound and they're 
they're very impactful because there's things that that someone can change now. It's not yeah. something that they have to order. It's not right. something that they have to wait two weeks. <laughs> on. These are things that like, as soon as they stop listening to this episode, they can really start to take one or two of those and start to change their perspective, right? Yeah. And that's really what we're all about is like helping them either stay on their journey or, you know, help them navigate back onto their journey with some helpful tips. So yeah, definitely, you know, everything that you've brought to the table has just been like on fire. And you know, I know <laughs> my, you. my listening audience will definitely uh, walk away with a better, better knowledge than when they did uh, before the episode. But before we get out of here, I, I want to like bring something to the table. And I really want you to kind of just talk to me about it for a quick minute. And, okay. you know, you have a commendation from California Senate <laughs> for your work with Domestic Violence Center, right? Yeah. And I wanted to like bring that in on the, the tail end because I just think that that is in it, an amazing accomplishment and an acknowledgement. And I just wanted you to share that a little bit with us um, before we get out of here. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about that, uh, that accommodation. Yeah, it was really great. Um, I took a job as the facilities manager for a domestic violence center here near where I live when um, the, I was bringing donations every week of food and I couldn't get an appointment. And they said uh, that they couldn't find anybody to take the job. So I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> so I started doing it and I had this magical um, law of attraction thing going on. And like people would ask me for things and they would show up like a, a toaster oven or like a size 10 shoe, like really random things. And uh, one of the art programs was called Love's Child. And they were looking for donations to give the kids. And she called me and she said, do you have anything that we could put together for a donation to give the kids? And I'm like, no, I really don't. And uh, within three days, someone called me, they had a truckload of sneakers <laughs> that they wanted to donate. And so I was able to hook the, her up with the sneakers. And when they had this big event, all of the teens, there were like 300 pairs of sneakers. And so for um, my effort in that and for making that happen, uh, she got me a commendation from the Senate and I hang it on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, we, we appreciate everything that you do in this universe and how Thank you're you. doing it. Um, it is definitely uh, making an impact. And mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate how you are leaving your footprint of positive energy and good vibes only around the world. So tell everybody how we can stay in touch with you, how we can continue to follow you and just absorb your energy around the world. Thank you. Um, my primary location is my YouTube channel. It's just my name. So at Dawn Super with no spaces. Um, I have 180 videos on there about how I got to this place of happy matters and going beyond coping into thriving and loving my life. I'm still building my community over there. So if you wanted to comment on any of my community posts, that would be amazing. Um, I have a personal Facebook. If you want to follow my life, um, you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Facebook.com forward slash super comma Dawn, but it's spelled out super comma Dawn. <laughs> and it's the same on Instagram, Instagram, super comma Dawn, the word comma, not the symbol. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, for anybody that is trying to write all of that down, don't worry about it. It will be in the show notes. Okay. So you yeah. can uh, stay in touch with her, 
uh, stay in touch with her through uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, let's go on over to that YouTube and subscribe and let's uh, show her some love. She has been gracious enough to come into the studio and give us some of her positive energy. So let's make sure that we return the favor, family. And uh, Ms. Dong, it has been a pleasure having you in the Sexy Thank Cool you. Lounge. And I'm sure thank that you. this won't be the last time that uh, <laughs> you'll be in the Sexy Cool Lounge. But thank you. Thank you for your time and your energy today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. And family, with everything that Dawn has brought to the table, you always know, you know, the way we run things is continue to love yourself and continue to radiate your vibe. All right. Love yourself enough to radiate your vibe. And let's never forget, family, that even though we do not have as much as others, man, we still have more than others. So let's continue to put good vibes into this universe so we can always get good vibes back. I'm Jimmy Ivey. I love you guys. And I'll see you on the next episode.